Good Monday morning, everyone. Happy early Thanksgiving. It is the week of Thanksgiving. So you guys listening to Author Talk with me, Amy Valerie Russell, and our author guest today is Annie Higby. She ran to get some headphones. So let's dive into the weekend. I will go first because that's just generally how things flow. Um, Josh took the girls on his first overnight camping trip with the girls all by himself. So brave. And so I have photos to share because Russell wanted me to share. So I have photos of their camping trip that they went on. And to me, the cutest one is this one where they're sacked out. I mean, they are sacked out. So that one is my most favorite. So I got to tell you, did that. When they're 70 years old, they're going to remember going camping with their daddy. It's I a know. thing. It's yeah. going to be healthy. They were you so happy. They were so happy and excited. We had kind of built it up all week. So they were really excited about going and they were really looking forward to it. So they all had a lot of fun. Josh was ready to come home. He was pretty tired because he did it all by himself. <laughs> and the girls were like, we can stay some more. But... They didn't. So they had a lot of fun. They went to Ratcliffe. They had like a water site and they had a lot of fun. So he's got his camping daughters that he's always wanted people to go camping with him. So that was a really nice thing. I cleaned my house and tried to get caught up on laundry. Laundry's not my strong suit, but I tried. I enjoyed my clean house staying clean. And everybody knows for the 12 days of patroners, if you participate, I always give a thank you gift. The holidays is my favorite time of the year. So I worked on the goodies because I homemade all of them this oh year. My gosh, um, so I worked on that this weekend and finished that. So I'm going to be shipping those out to everyone that is participating this year. Hopefully before Thanksgiving. So you get them before Christmas, but no promises. Um, but I worked on that this weekend and went to a Christmas market. And I'm trying to just get ready for Thanksgiving. That but, sounds great me time, Amy. Just like it, you know, going at your own pace and doing things you, you want to do. It it's, was it's a lot nice of food. fun. I missed my kids. I think it was easier because Josh was sending me photos all the time and mm -hmm. was like, hey, we're doing this and we're doing that. So I like kind of knew. I feel like if they were, you know, hiking the Appalachian Trail and I had no cell service to talk to them, it would have been a little different. Would yes. have been a little different for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. But Valerie, what did you do this weekend? Um, well, it was, this was a crazy week. Just um, Friday, I did this like holiday lights tour in downtown Houston, which was incredible. But then Saturday was the Fort Bend Library um, Book Festival, mm -hmm. and they invited a bunch of authors, and we were all just hanging out, and we got to present um, to this audience. And also, our friend Raul Herrera was there. And I got to teach a creative writing class for the, this was my second year to be there. So it was, it was an amazing time. Um, they really, really support authors. And we did a book raffle giveaway to everyone that came um, in this giant pavilion. And so we all got the chance to tell everyone about our books. And it was so cool to hear authors, you know, present their stories. So it, it was really nice. nice. Yeah. Well, but you, I, we have the photo that you were talking about last week of yes. the old time, old timey planes is how I'm going to word it. That's really <laughs> the poor, but that's yeah. how I'm going to word it. And this is you and your husband in the plane. Russell sent it to me and wanted me to share. Yes. That this is, is an awesome. a vintage continental plane. Um, if I recall right, 
Um, it was built in the 40s. With real seats. Yes, with real seats and ashtrays for nice. all those people to smoke on the planes. But it had an incredible history. So it was at the Lone Star Flight Museum. If you ever get to go down there, it's out by Ellington Field. And they have docents that will tell you the whole story behind all of these planes. And they're, it's, it's two giant hangars. So we were really, really um, just amazed at seeing this plane and getting to go on board. Nice. Yeah. Well, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, right, I'm going to do mine at the end. But what is one of the things that you're thankful for this Thanksgiving season? For me? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my gosh. Family, of course. <laughs> and my support, my, my biggest support, and my friends, of course. Everything, everything that comes together is just like a miracle <laughs> every day in my life. I, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just great. I love it. Russell, yeah. you have to answer that question first before you tell us about your weekend. What I'm are you grateful, grateful for? Tex-Mex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me because too. I live in Georgia and I'm spending the week in Houston yeah. and I actually get to eat Tex-Mex while I'm here. We actually got it last night. I'm grateful for Tex-Mex. Nice. Okay. What is your favorite Tex-Mex dish? Yeah. Cheese enchilada. Oh, me too, that's me a staple. Too. That's a staple. Okay. Me okay. <clears throat> so Russell, tell that's... me about your weekend. Okay. Well, first, I have like three things I got to talk about. Okay. Sorry, Annie. Uh, <laughs> first thing is so we went to Jackson, Mississippi for the weekend. Okay. We went Friday night, we were at a Jackson State University fundraiser to raise scholarships for kids and it was spectacular i looked great but my wife forbid me to show a picture because she did not want a picture of her because no matter how great she looked and i thought she looked great she didn't look good enough to her so i in the picture she she has to pre-approve all pictures these days before i share them and she did not pre-approve it so i don't get to show it the next day we had Seats in the president's box, president of the university's box for, for uh, Jackson State University versus Alcorn State. And it was a crazy game. Okay. But the craziest part was driving to the stadium and show the picture here where people would park their cars and go into the stadium in the middle of the street. I've never okay. seen anything like that's it. That's what I was wondering. I wasn't sure okay. if it was State okay. Street, because that's kind of See, odd. But then I was like, this is weird right here. And, and it was even worse than this. It's just the one we got a picture. The middle is the middle of the street. They just parked over there. That's not parking. Oh. But even where in the mid middle of busy streets, you know, where you have the painted uh, mediums, they're uh -huh. not raised mediums, but painted mediums. People park there. They just park wow. and leave their car there. I've never seen anything like it in okay. my life. It was chaos. How are you supposed to know where to go and what to do? I mean, you could be parking. You the wrong don't. Place. It Whatever. was it was insane. And so when they park their cars in the middle of the street, you can't turn left. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so what I was going to Can you still turn? Because it didn't no. look like it. Oh, so if you, you're driving down one way and you need to turn left in a parking lot on the other side, you can't do it. Yeah. So what do you I've have never seen anything like it. The second thing is a Japanese story. Uh, okay. Annie, I just got back from Japan a couple of weeks ago. 
and there's a story I hadn't told uh, our listeners yet, and uh, I might as well say it now. We're top 10 independent book podcast in America. We're very grateful about it. Most people listen to our podcast during the week, not live on Monday, while they're going to work or working out or whatever, and we thank them very much for doing it. Amy, when I finish, will tell people how to find us, which she has made it very easy to find us on the podcast channels. But while we were, so the first day when we we hooked up with this tour group, there was this old man, know-it-all, as we walked through the Imperial Gardens, saying, this is that, this is that. And he's a grumpy old guy. But he had some personality, too. And since I wanted that, I had, like, questions about what these plants were. I hung close to him and I stopped, stopped, started asking. Then the second day we're at another Imperial Gardens and uh, he said something else and he made the comment, well, I should know it. I write for Southern Living. I was like, oh, what? Nice. And, cool. and he was the, grum- the grumbling gardener that's the number one writer for Southern Living Magazine. Oh, and wow. And let me tell you, the, he is a, he truly is a grumbling old man. <laughs> oh. He, and he truly knows every freaking thing you can imagine about plants. Maybe that's Because I tested him the rest of the trip. Maybe Why? it's No, it's not. Facade. Because I can tell you, everybody, we may, I started making fun of him and his wife started making fun of him with me. <laughs> nice. And though he it's has a good a sense of humor effort. and he would laugh at the jokes, he is he's great. It's just like he is in Southern Living Magazine. So I had to tell people that. And he's a great guy if you could put up his grumbling. So he's he and he is brilliant about plants. In yeah. fact, he's a little bit like that guy, uh, where I can't even think of the movie now that knows everything about everything, but he just knows everything about anything that's growing. It's insane. Oh, and the third kind of like the is, house guy, you know, like in the hospital, in that show house where he just knew like everything. Yes, but just about plants. Okay. okay. And he was much more of a grumbler than even house in the house. Show. Oh, but okay. he's, he's an awesome guy. And yeah. I'm going to start reading this stuff online. No, I, okay. in fact, my wife prescribes subscribes to that that magazine. Yes, they so have I guess so I could just read it. Really. It's a great, it has magazine. pretty pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh, great recipes, everything. Yes, I've heard and the of third it. Thing is, I don't have it. Oh, that yeah. I want to say is I hate this whole Central Time Zone. What? Being back in the Central Central Time Zone, so things start at ten o'clock. I couldn't get my act together this morning. I'm having the <laughs> same trouble Annie's having. You are with her from headphones. Central Time. You are from I know, but time. you forget. Like I forgot how hot it is here, even in the middle of the night. It's and so humid. It's <laughs> okay. it's raining right down here. Russell, okay, now finished, come on, Annie. you can't be talking smack about your Houston. You love I love that Houston. City. I love yeah, it. Yeah, you Tex-Mex. love that city. Maine. Look at the, what? the degree here in Maine. It's oh, thirty. So lucky. Wow. Oh it's so God. humid here. It's, it's like seventy-five here and rainy, yes. but it feels like ninety because it's so humid. It's like yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, and I'm wearing a flannel shirt because I dressed <laughs> wrong. It's killing. Nice. You, oh my gosh. You know what? Speaking of flannel, Russell, 
I've been watching <laughs> Home Improvement and Tim's oh. person's always in flannel. And yeah. so he made the flannel joke and then you had flannel on today. It's divine and it's hilarious. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Annie, how was your weekend? What did you do this weekend? Oh, well, hi. Can you hear me, first of all? Yes. Yes. All right, good. Yeah, um, this weekend is like the sort of entrance to the vacation. You know how we've extended our vacations now? Even though they only give us one day off, it seems like it lasts for at least a week because we go all the way to Cyber Monday. Right? Yes. So this weekend was sort of like that and then beginning to do like Christmas craft shows and, you know, sell my book at those shows and things like that mm -hmm. yeah. nice i love it do you guys have snow up there yet or is no, it just they cold? Didn't. no it's just well this, today is cold yesterday um was nice but then it fleeted and then there was a rainbow so you know in maine uh -huh. our weather is always intense no matter what it is it's like mm -hmm. i was taking a walk out on this jetty it's a really long pier made of stone like a mile out to a lighthouse and then come back and like, oh my God, I went through every emotion known to man. It was like fear, like anxiousness, like uh, anger. And then all of a sudden there was a rainbow and I was like in awe. So it was like, yeah. that's, that's the epitome of Maine. It's like yeah. the weather is a reflection of your emotions. Yeah, so you don't get really bad weather till like January, right? I mean, now like it seems like with global warming and I'm not an expert, but that it's warmer and warmer until January. Yeah, yeah. that usually gets down until January. And by then I'm out of here. <laughs> yes. Do you go on vacation like out of like come south or so? Yeah, I have a house in Mexico, and so I go there, and then I travel from there. Like it's like oh. my springboard place to go, you know, wherever. I think I read that in your bio. Was it Oaxaca, right? Yeah. Oh, land of the great food. That would oh, be yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's like, there it's you go. Like you can take food. Russell with you. You can take Russell with you, and y'all can eat great food like the whole time. <laughs> There you, you go. Know, some, like one of the most famous Texan um, chefs has a house, I mean, a restaurant there. Was it Hugo's? Arte Ortega? Yes, Hugo Ortega. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, I, if I recall right, he's a James Beard Award winner. Oh, yeah. I guess. And then he has one there. It's amazing. I went to it. And I think um, oh, there's another chef, Rick Steves, I think, or is it it's another guy? No, um, oh, but... It, it's it's another guy, but he's he's been he has a whole series. It's called Taste of Mexico, and it's oh, mostly yeah. in Oaxaca. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. It's, it's a PBS. He's a PBS chef. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, Rick Steves is a travel guy. What am I thinking? <laughs> Too much PBS. It's really good though. That that travel show is amazing, and all the food that makes you want to eat right away. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Russell, yeah. Like, you know who I was talking about? Russell. The the. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I need to branch out. I don't know any of the things that you guys are talking about. Uh, you had me at Mexico, and then you got lost when you started listing, like, foods and restaurants and stuff. You really had me lost. So I was like, um, okay, I'm just going to smile and wave. Smile and wave. Like, we're on well, the Madagascar well, movie. Is just, a, like, an amazing mecca for food. Yes. Mm -hmm. People from all over the world that mm -hmm. come and have a restaurant there. It's a, yes, it's yes. a state and a city in Mexico. And yeah. it's just like a lot of people, even from Texas, come down and um, mm -hmm. have their restaurants. Yes, yes. Mecca for nice. Food. Exactly. Like nice. more than more than like even like when they a lot of people were going for a long time to San Miguel de Allende, but then um, then like just Oaxaca got so popular and just the you know the research I think 
steps and just the, the on-hand experiences was cool. Well, that's so yeah. cool you get to experience all that. Yeah, really nice. So Annie, what's one thing that you're grateful for this grateful Thanksgiving season? So, you know, my doggy is right next to me. My my doggy is my best friend. And yes. like, I almost live my life like to the preciousness of that like connection. Mm-hmm. She is just so patient, loyal, loving. Um, and I aspire to be like her. <laughs> she, nice. she comes with me everywhere. She comes with me to Mexico. And she's like my number one grateful because like I get like a dog's life is short. Mm-hmm. And so that urgency um, and that like appreciation is always present to me. So. Mm-hmm. And then I think I saw your dog is in your book. Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I'll show you. Oh. I don't know if you have pictures, but I do. Um, I love it. Right here. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. I love it. It's like little personal touches. Can I interrupt one second? Yes. No. Amy, are we on? It says scheduled, but it doesn't say on. Yes, we're on. We've been live for 17 minutes and 8, 19 seconds. As long as we, as long as we are, I just wanted to make sure. Oh my goodness. Because Russell has had a morning. <laughs> but to go back to what Russell said, you can find us anywhere that you can find a podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, um, Google Play, all of those places. You can find us. Look for the crimson, red, and the gold because I was selfish and those are my favorite colors. Um, Russell can find us. Anybody can find us. We are incredibly grateful and humbled mm-hmm. by being in the top 10 indie podcast books it's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun there's still a lot of crazy and fun things that author talks going to be doing and interviewing fun inviting people in the writing community and what all encompasses that so we've been doing this for eight years russell has i've just started coming on doing the intros i've been a part of it though with him for eight years so mm-hmm. it's been a lot of fun in fact we just posted today one of our first shows where Amy refuses to get in front of the camera. And it went, yeah. the first year we did this show, believe it or not, now she's the star of the show. She was too shy to get in front of the camera. She stayed behind the camera. It was crazy. And hey. finally we started making up excuses to require her to get in front of the camera some. And that's the way we tricked her into becoming the star. So rude. You guys are so rude. I, if you meet me in person and for, I take a while to warm up to people. My personality is a lot and I am a shy person in person. Your personality behind, is a lot. I agree it is. Behind the camera though, if you catch me like doing this or webinars, I'm full force. My personality, it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to what thankful for this holiday season, I said I was going to go last and I will. For me, this year, the ending of this year has been really difficult for me. So we lost Greg Kelso, who was like a brother to me, which was really difficult for me. Uh, Within that same time period, my grandfather passed away within that same time period. And my black cat, which was near and dear to my heart, I also lost. So it has been a very difficult closing of this year. So I'm very excited to start next year. Um, but I'm very grateful for friends and family due to, I mean, not due to, but 
with everything emotionally that has been going on for me, it makes me really appreciate and value them much deeper. Um, mm. So Thanksgiving stuff for me this year is a lot deeper in that sense because we've had such loss and handling that and some health concerns and those kinds of things. So it has been um, a year that I am very excited for Thanksgiving and just getting to spend with my family, uh, my mom and dad, Josh's family, just family in general. So I am incredibly grateful and excited for that and just have my kids and see them grow and spend time with them as though they are little terrorists that hold, hold me hostage. Okay. They truly do. And that's a true statement, but I am the most, most grateful for that. I'm also very grateful for the 12 days of page owners that is happening the first 12 days of December. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's going to include 50 authors. I'm getting their goodies and everything ready to send out an appreciation for them wanting to kind of come and hang out with me. This Mm -hmm. year's theme is red and silver. So I will be in red with red lipstick every night. I have all my outfits planned out and picked and I have different shades of red lipstick. Okay. Cause doesn't Yeah, a woman can never have too much red lipstick. Okay? Yes, I, I think that's like my most thing that overpowers my um, countertop. I'm like, oh, but you know what? I know what they all are, so it's good. Can I request something? Maybe. Sure. Uh, sure. Well, you have had the first show by next Monday's show. No. Okay, well, so the next show after that, you will have had some of the shows. So can you yeah. cut off a little piece and play it for us at the author talk in two weeks. Sure. I, th- I, sure. I know that's a little extra because you have to do some editing, but I think okay. that would be great. Just for you, Russell, because I love you. <laughs> I will do that. Um, yes, I wanted to give a disclaimer this year for the December 12th which is the day that we usually go live during the day and not at night. We always go live at 7 p.m. Central on my platform. So Amy, Abundantly Social, Author Talk, Author Talk YouTube, LinkedIn, and any other authors that are participating. If I have access to your pages, I will stream live on their pages as well. So keep that in mind. On December 12th, we always go live between noon and 1 p.m. Central. This year... I am not going to do the 12th live. I am going to stay up and I'm going to put everybody's holiday promotion together into a video. And I'm going to record an intro and an outro for that. That way you get all 50 holiday promotions again for the authors that aren't going to be make it, be able to make it on the 12th in the middle of the day. Most mm-hmm. authors work a full-time job or are spending time with family and they can't be on. So I am going to do that and have it set up and it will play multiple times on the 12th. So that way at any point in time during that day, you can take advantage of these holiday promotions before they do go away. So look out for that. You will see that several times on the 12th. So if you don't want to see that, you can unfriend me temporarily. That's fine too. Or (laughs) mute me. That's fine. But the first 12 days of December is when I'm on social media the most promoting authors and all kinds of things like that. So That's just a fun little disclaimer as to what is coming and to be excited about it because I'm super excited about it. And this year we have some amazing and incredibly talented authors, a lot of new authors Mm -hmm. to the Abundantly Social and just author talk community. And then Amy, some of the authors promotions are pretty amazing. Um, Can you just kind of allude to some? No, I can't. Okay. No, I will say they 
they're, they're going to be heavily discounted yes. and you will be getting a lot of extra goodies with most of these authors mm -hmm. and a lot of them for me i'm excited to take advantage of the holiday promotions because they are fascinating authors and reads and interesting genre or genre blending which you I know we need to get to we need to get to annie i know i'm kicking it to valerie right now valerie it's <laughs> you Yes. So, uh, Annie, I was reading your bio and you're a, you're a renaissance woman, girl. I am so happy to meet you. I am a fellow journalist and you are an award winning journalist. Congratulations. <laughs> that is so amazing. Um, and then also it says like, you you know, and then you did I get it this right? You did the illustrations for your book. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is incredible. That is the first thing people ask me when they see my books, too. And I'm like, Oh, I can't draw. I can barely draw a stick person, but kudos to you that you illustrated your whole book. That is, and it's beautiful. I was looking at the pictures. They're just stunning. Can you tell us a little bit about your concept? Because I love that it's the hummingbird and the narwhal mm -hmm. just coming together. Yeah. So it's uh, about these two creatures that look alike, you know, the hummingbird and the narwhal, they look alike mm -hmm. and they come from completely different worlds. Yes. So it's about the preciousness of their meeting and then how they help each other out in life. And mm -hmm. it's also a metaphor for, you know, humans. You know, we might be from different places, but we, we can still help each other out. And it is very precious to meet another person because basically you have that moment of the meeting, but then there's like a whole galaxy of history behind each yeah. of the people that you meet so it's very precious that moment you yes, never know where it will go so it sort of like inspires people to be kind and you know to value friendship and to find purpose and there's a little bit of magic in it too. i love it i love it so what age range are we talking about for this book it's a really good question you know this is my first book um mm -hmm. and everyone asked me that question you know especially when i was just writing it in fact mm -hmm. i know Amy and sandy were giving me help with that Yes. And I, um, now that I'm a little more seasoned, you know, I, I would say this is a family book. Oh, yes. This is a book you don't want to read alone. This mm -hmm. is a book that you want to be read to or read to. Um, and, and, and I find, I've heard these amazing stories of children reading it to themselves. Um, mm -hmm. recently heard a story yesterday. I stopped to a bookstore. Um, and they told me about this boy who's like always running around like with like this feverish energy. And then all of a sudden they're like, where is he? And he was uh, sitting in a corner reading this book, my oh. book. Oh and my God. Very quiet, which is like, it was like, wow. It was a great story for me to hear. Just like, you know, how did it manifest in, yes. in a little boy? And he was sick. So, uh -huh. so I would say if I had a kid, if I had to put, ages i would say six to twelve yeah but, i mean parents are, and adults are also loving and, and that's what too i when i am around them i'm like this is a great story time book because we did story time with our kids i'm sure amy does story time with her kids and that is so important building that bond with the books and just like you were saying this is a family book that is an amazing concept because then they bridge that gap to just grow and grow and love for the stories yeah. Um, I was looking at your art for a second when Amy was showing that. Was that pastel or what was your medium? So I'm mostly a acrylic painter. Oh, gotcha. uh, so the color images are painting. 
and mm -hmm. um, and then the, the drawings are uh, you know pencil drawings basically. So mm -hmm. and the story the the narwhal lives in the land of black and white. So he lives under the water in that land, and there's no color really in that world. Ah, yes. And um, and then the hummingbird lives above the horizon in the land of color. That is a great concept. I love that because then does the narwhal get to see the color when he emerges? Yeah, so he, he doesn't know what color is. And when he meets the, the hummingbird for the first time, he gets to learn about her world and all the things that she does and experiences. And then she gives him an opportunity to make a wish or like what he wants. And he wants to find the purpose of his horn. Because she knows the purpose of her horn, but he doesn't. So she helps him find that. Mm -hmm. And um, what he finds out is that he's a unicorn of the sea and he shares color and joy with the world. But he doesn't even know what color is. So it's like it's a story about his purpose, finding his purpose. Mm -hmm. A little self-discovery and just introspective behavior on both of their parts, almost like the hummingbird is befriending him, like just bringing that joy almost. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, she's lost because she's on her migration north from South America to yes. Maine, where the land of Mexico is, <laughs> and she gets blown off course. And this is real life stories. I mean, I actually seen in, in scientific manuals, like birds get blown off course, you know, yeah. and yes. birds get Blown into like typhoons, and because um, they have GPSs on these birds and they're following them. So, but um, in this story, she gets blown off course and lands in the Arctic. She's completely lost, and then you know lands on a branch that's bobbing up and down in the water. That is so which cool. is a narwhal, which she finds out later. It's a narwhal, you know. Uh -huh. So. Um and I saw also, <clears throat> sorry, that your art has been displayed in is galleries or museums. Yeah. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about that? Yeah. Um, so as it's sort of like I grew up, my first job was a journalist and then I was a photographer. Mm -hmm. um, and then I transformed that into digital art. So, you know, my art has been displayed in like in, on um, financial districts in Boston. Um, in several galleries, um, mm -hmm. you know, and then and then it, it's interesting how life transmutes because, yes. you know, I wanted to be an artist when I was younger, but my dad was like, "You're not going to school for art." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay. That's because your father <laughs> loved you and wanted to see you to support yourself. Yes. Well, here we are. Like my yes. life has sort of come full circle, mm -hmm. and um, I get it. My dad was, you know thinking the best for me and his thinking. Um, but it's interesting how life sort of comes around. Because um, I actually studied science in school, ah. the opposite of art. You know? Yeah, because it wasn't, it said like you had like environmental features or so that you yeah. covered that kind of reporting. Yeah, well, yeah, I was a writer for like after college, but my degree is environmental science. There you go. Okay, gotcha. The BS gotcha. degree, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just had a basic journalism degree. I was just, let's give, give me something to write about. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, how did the concept for the story evolve? Oh, that's a good question. I, um, I was just walking along the woods on an island in Maine with a friend, and I just like sort of chuckled about an idea I had. It was very, um, 
sort of offhanded. I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, what about like a hummingbird and an Arwell meeting? You know, I just had an idea. Yes. And um, and then it wasn't until a couple of years later, around like the time of uh, COVID and the pandemic, where I actually um, set to work to actually create mm-hmm. the story, which took me two years to do the, the writing and the illustration. Mm-hmm. And then a fond um, friend of friend of ours, actually Amy and Sandy, um, named Bellanie Dishong, was uh, my coach throughout mm-hmm. the whole process. And mm-hmm. like her coaching was invaluable. I, you know, um, to write a book, to do something that's like heart centered, coming so vulnerably from your heart, mm-hmm. is not easy because you know all those like fears and um, insecurities come up from your childhood. You know, like they're really real, like right here, you know, like, oh my God. And um, like, am I good enough? And can I really do this and all that? And she was an amazing coach to guide me through all that. And actually I I did it. I I manifested it. It's just Mm -hmm. a huge accomplishment in my life and such a, um, like, I'm really, really proud of it. Yes, you should be. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful concept. The art is beautiful. did you always want to be an author? Because I feel like for me, it was like in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, I, I want to do this, but, and I kept, it kept trying it. So it just kept, like you said, it manifested. And then it, when it comes, becomes a reality, it's a, it's yeah. an amazing thing. Did you always have maybe thinking Not like- really. What I had is I had a like real um, intention and uh, what's the word? An aching almost. Like it was like, I remember crying about it because I felt like I hadn't fulfilled it, which is to make a difference with kids. Right. And it almost makes me cry now. Like, just, um, I I just wanted that so badly and I didn't know how to do it. And so, like, I thought long and hard, like, what's the best way to do it? And for me, being in a classroom wasn't it, you know, because I don't have that intense, like, energy to be with them every day. Mm-hmm. But what I have is like a way to guide them, to children, I would say, to like find their own purpose, to, um, you know, value friendship and also all like respect for all creatures on the planet. Yes. And so it, it, like it, it was a whole unfolding of like, okay, what's the most effective way for me to make a difference? And that's how it happened. And then it was like you said, Russell, like my whole life kind of came into like I was a I was a writer, I was an artist. Um, my, you know, my dad didn't told me that's the art school, and then I came back. Like, and this is what the, this is the most effective way to make a difference. Yes, exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. And the connection. How did you make the connection between the hummingbird and the narwhal? Because they're so opposite ends of the spectrum. How did that those two? Because I, I don't know. Sometimes like it, it just it just like it's a it's a light bulb moment almost, right? Exactly. Exactly. Like I, I was saying, I was just walking along um, with a friend and I it popped into my head. Mm-hmm. And I think with probably other people who are artists, you know, you get these ideas and maybe they're channels, you know, maybe my mentor who's no longer with us was sending me a message from the other world. You know, I don't yes. know, but I got a strong message. And whether you're going to act on that message is, is another story, you know, mm-hmm. because we get them all the time. I think with this book, I the message is so strong. I had to do it, and I I just 
chose to do it and then I did it. And it was not easy. It was like two years of constant like, okay, I'm doing it. Okay, I'm doing it. Okay, I'm doing it. And still to this day, it's like I'm doing it because, you know, I go to uh, bookstores to propose it. And mm-hmm. I, every, every single time I have to open my heart, like, okay, here's my book. Here's the message. And would you please collaborate with me to spread this message? Exactly. To everyone so that we can make a difference together. So really, it's a community effort. Yes. I can totally relate. <laughs> totally. <laughs> because you're like, you're like, this is my heart and soul. Please share. Yeah. We want it, like you were saying, you want to impact the kids with a positive message. Right. Um, Know, and just show them a different perspective, you know, about life, about animals or, or whatever yeah. it is. We're just trying to like give them a good connection and a positive experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have any questions, Russell? I'm dying to ask questions. I bet. <laughs> but I wanted Annie to get to tell her story because it's a beautiful story. Yes. The, the Norwon, the hummingbird, what they have in common is they're both living pieces of art. That's mm-hmm. The funny thing about the Norwal, I love that you put in it, is because it's such an unknown well. It's unknown. And oh, I've written some children's stories. The tertiary reason I wrote the stories, because they're about uh, large fauna of Africa, is I want the next generation to love and protect the large fauna, the elephants, rhinoceros, etc., of Africa. Mm-hmm. And that was the tertiary story. And what I like about your story is you enlighten the new generation of these two beautiful living examples of art and how, and hopefully that, that your readers will care about these animals. Exactly. I know that's a weird subterfuge part, but that's a part of all writing is a multi-level effect. So I really, really love that. Mm-hmm. What piece of advice? We have a lot of people that listen to our podcast that are wannabe writers, wish to write. Mm-hmm. I think they have a book in them. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you little expand a little bit about what got you to write that first book? Yeah. So, you know, we have one precious life. And when it gets really clear to you that, you know, you want to write a book or you have a great idea that's basically a gift that's been given to you because not everyone gets those messages so if you're a sensitive person you get these messages and you it's almost like uh, you've been given a gift so when you get the gift you're like all right am i gonna take that and run or am i gonna like hide under the covers you know and you know, eat chocolate. And so like, you know, there's two choices all the time. And, and in fact, we can do both at the same time. There's plenty of times when I hit under the covers, you know, like I just absolutely can't do this, you know? Um, but so my message would be just to keep going and also to get a coach, you know, to find someone who you feel you could be vulnerable with to, to hold your like most precious like ideas with and to, you know, guide you along the way when you're feeling down. It's just like, you know, that's what kindness is all about is to support each other on our path, you know, because we're here, we're all human, we're alive and we get to experience this one great life, you know? So why not have a great time? Exactly. <laughs> support each other, yeah. 
at the book festival I just went to this weekend, um, the lady next to me had just published her first book. And she said, people had kind of been like, are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure you want to do it? And then her, her kids who were grown, they're like, just do it, mom, just do it. And, and it, her book turned out beautiful. And it's like, sometimes all you need is that little push. And like you said, it's in the back of your mind. And if you don't get that message, you already had the message. So go ahead and do it. Just, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a little bit of trial and error. It's going to be a little bit of a journey, but yeah. if you do it, it's worth it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that someone else might do it if you don't. You know, that, that's like the other urgency. You have a great story, you have an idea. And if, you, if you're not implementing it, it's almost like you said no to that gift. And you can say no, you know, because you can't do it all, but you choose what you want. And when you choose it, you know, I, I say, keep going, you know, keep going. So do you feel inspired to do a second book? Oh, yeah, I definitely am. Um, I'm, a, I'm a kind of, uh, I don't know if you call it ADD person. I get overwhelmed with so much. Me too, me too. <laughs> and I'm very sensitive and like, so I'm in this phase of like, <laughs> I'm in this phase of like weeding through the weeds, like help me, you know, like to get the book out. And, you know, I learned so much along the way, like about Ingram Spark, about Amazon, about like all these different venues. I knew nothing. You know, yes. and I, I really got, um, up the pathway now i'm more confident on what i'm doing and so like the other one is there and it keeps talking to me in the, in the background mm-hmm. and i'm like okay, it's not gonna it. go away it's not, it's gonna, not go gonna go away, go away. i have Sorry. characters talk to me in my dreams yes so i know exactly yeah. what you're doing yes. yeah and i really like your idea about the, the fauna of africa i mean mm-hmm. i'm passionate about that too like, mm-hmm. rhinos oh my god they're so cute Yes. And, you know, it could be in our lifetime that they become extinct. And that is a burden that we all were going to have to handle. And so how can we work together to make sure that doesn't happen? Exactly. Because we're not the only creatures on this planet. No. No. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> There's my little political thing. <laughs> Wait, rhinos are going extinct? I had no idea. Yeah. I need, I yeah, need there's to... poachers out there. There's people, like, killing them all the time because... They wanted to get their cups. Of course, that's another See, show. I knew those. That's another I knew, show. We well, talked all day that. about that. I knew of that. I just didn't know that they were like on the verge of extinction. I did know that sharks are on the verge of extinction, and they've been around for like millions of years, right? And they're like, all it took was like humans to make sharks extinct. It's really sad. Very sad. Yes. And now we have to have you back on so we can have these conversations because I love these conversations. Yes. You need to invite oh, Annie back. Yes. She's welcome back anytime. Oh, thank you so anytime. much for having me. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank oh, so Annie, much. anytime. I'm so excited that your book is doing fabulous and has won all of these awards. I know it was a labor of love. And so a lot yes. of love and passion went into it. And a including time because you did your own illustrations which are beautiful mm-hmm. so but i had no doubt you were in excellent hands with bellany so you i had no doubt mm-hmm. at all that it would be the success that it has been so let's do closing comments statements questions valerie first um i don't know i was just so excited to meet you annie it was just it was a fabulous story to share you know about your whole journey i, I really enjoyed it Really enjoyed it. Okay. How about where can we get your books? Yes. Um, so yeah, you can 
No, they're online. You can get them online. Um, and you can also get them directly from me. You can also get them from your local bookstore. If you use uh, bookshop.org, there you like, if you do that route, you can um, patron your local bookstore, which is any bookstores, which is so important because they create a community around books that are so important. Yes. And um, um, instead of like doing Amazon, which is getting the middleman. And, um, you know, Amazon's great too. Thank you for getting the book and the message out. And, um, you know, we can talk to each other individually. Russell, it's your turn. I find Danny very inspiring. I'm about to start after Christmas my first sculpture welding class to work on kinetic sculpture. And wow. so, Annie, I find you very inspirational. Thank you. Good job. All right. Well, you'll have to let me know how it's going. And, and give me a call. I'll show you my scars on the show. <laughs> okay. No, I think that's awesome. I want to learn. <laughs> Take photos, Russell. Take oh. photos. Yes. Well, Annie, I want to thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with us and talking to us about your book and everything that went into it and your labor and love of a project is how I'm going to label it. And for reaching out to be on, I had no idea. So I'm incredibly grateful uh -huh. that you reached out to us to be on and you are welcome back anytime. Oh, Annie, yeah. really anytime. Like, the energy here is so good. Like I, you know, you never know what you're going to say in an interview. And the, 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 I could tell like the, the energy here, you're, you're, you're all very, like, you create a space of vulnerability and inspiration and, you know, getting every, every author's message out. So thank mm -hmm. you for what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, that is the nicest thing anyone has ever said about all of us. <laughs> yeah, you need to write that down, Amy, and put yes. that at the top of our show. That was so I feel it. I feel it. It's not, it's not every day that we, you know, like almost cry in an interview. <laughs> oh no i love it thank you so much well everyone we hope you all have a fantastic monday a great rest of your week and happy thanksgiving happy to all thanksgiving. of you and we will catch you all next monday until then bye for now everybody